Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. Hope you're doing well. Uh, quite a lot to get through today. I will uh, I will get into it immediately. Um, but anyway, title of the show is Building Networks because that's what I've been doing. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about the value thereof. Uh, but first thing I'm going to talk about the England football team. So today, Wednesday, the 7th of July, 2021. And tonight, the England football team are in a semi-final of the European Championships football. So it's Euro 2020 because it was meant to be held last year. For obvious reasons, it couldn't. And they're at the home uh, ground, if you like, home stadium, uh, Wembley. And uh, we're all rooting for them. Uh, They've just been so impressive. Um, Really impressive. Professional, not conceded a goal yet. And, uh, well... If, if that continues and also we don't need penalties, then we'll win the tournament, won't we? So a little bit of obvious, obvious, obvious <laughs> logic there. But yeah, come on, England, let's uh, let's do this. I've been probably their fiercest critic and their moniest fan in over many years, and I don't think I'm alone in that. But uh, they've done a thoroughly professional job and well done, Gareth Southgate and the team. I think he's got the right blend of character and characters within the side. They all know what job they've got to do and they're doing it and it's just great management and good to see, very good to see. So, moving on. Um, So things are very busy at the moment and uh, that's a wonderful place to be. Uh, So some of the kind of things I've been working on are continuing or spreading into other things. Um, So uh, I, I I think it's important to almost strike while the iron's hot in terms of how I, you know, how I want to do stuff to keep it that way. So uh, I completed last week after my kind of prepare show, you know, how I prepare for a shoot. I completed the shoot last week. Now, it was effectively part one because I'm going to go up there again tomorrow on a, one of their production evenings uh, to do the rest of it because due to the logistics and one thing and another, I was only able to actually capture one, effectively one quarter of the show. I think they'd done the first half before having a break, which was when I arrived. And uh, then we did the rest of the first part of the show. So I've not seen three quarters of it, uh, but I've heavily photographed (laughs) one quarter. And I put someone out on my social media and stuff like that. So um, plan is for me to go out there tomorrow. Now, obviously, uh, it's a production night, so I've got to kind of respect the audience and move around lightly on my feet. Um, But there are quite a few options there to to get compositions from for my shots and the nice thing is because I've seen the layout and I know the lighting then I'm kind of halfway there or partway there so that'd be cool um the filming is now well filming and editing filming is complete obviously uh but the uh the video is complete now and that's on YouTube link in the notes below as it were or attached to this podcast however they manifest themselves and uh all in all, pretty pleased with the result. Um, we were working under some constraints, but I think we tackled those. Um, professionally, there's probably always things you might do slightly differently, but um, overall, very pleased with that piece of work. And I think it's something that we'd like to do again. In fact, had a kind of debrief meeting with um, uh, Ali, the director, and uh, Graham, the sort of, sort of producer, sponsor, almost, in terms of Lost Ladies' work. Um, and... It was great to go over how things went, but also think about what we would need to do to do more. Uh, and I think, you know, funding would be one factor. We'd need some sponsorship. So, 
you know, there are grants available in the arts for both kind of filmy things and stagey things, and this is somewhere in between. So that's something we're going to pursue. We'll also look at venue choices, um, you know, because there's, there's there's different places that we could uh, we could hold such a thing. Um, and, and one of the things that kind of span off for me was that if you know that that was that was fine working with the constraints we had one camera one sort of sound setup but what if we wanted to do more what if it was just uh, the, the production just needed more movement more space and so on how would we handle that so i did some digging around and um sue said to me and i think i put this last week's show about uh, michael sound engineer in the family uh so i met up with michael this morning over in wimbledon we had a really great coffee and chat and uh I, I now understand a lot more about the process from a, a sound engineer perspective. So that's a bit about, you know, the design, the recording, the editing. And uh, obviously we were talking hypothetically and, and so many of these depend on, you know, the, the how suitable the venue is and that sort of stuff. But what I wanted to do is at least establish some contacts and grow from beyond me uh, so that if we needed to do something that was slightly bigger in production, purely for the sake of you know, putting our names to a piece of work that we'd be uh, proud to to represent, um, you know, is going to need more people, typically. Uh, in some cases, you might have luck in that, you know, there might be some lighting that can kind of serve a purpose and a some PA sound that we could use, but sometimes you really kind of have to do it yourself and bring it along yourself. And um, so, yeah, great, uh, great meeting. And Michael knows also a, a lighting tech, so we've got some options there as well. Um, at the moment, we're in the mode of waiting to hear, so people are kind of going to come back to me. But um, I think when Alison and Graham feel that the, there's a big, a big enough body of work on YouTube, so obviously we've got what we did in this project, uh, The Adventures of Venice, should you want to look for it on uh, Google and YouTube, if or, or just follow the link. But anyway, Adventures of Venice. Um, we want to obviously say to someone look this is the nature of what we do it can cover different sort of genres spheres um but also we can do it filmed and this is something we'd like to do more sort of film the production so anyway that's something to uh to bear in mind having the sort of back of the mind um i do you know i will be looking for others to join so i'm gonna have a a coffee and a chat with another local photographer soon he doesn't know what i'm going to pitch to him yet but um uh, he will when, when the time comes and also i'm going to do a, a photo walk with um, with my old mate chris who i used to work with in my old job uh so you know having some of those meetings just sort of floating it and just seeing if that might be other sort of pairs of hands that i could call upon if uh, if things allow so that was good um so that's about growing my network on the video side and still got an established network from the photography side so i had a a clubhouse call with a couple of buddies from um well from my perspective ex headshot crew i think they're both in the crew still and uh that was cool you know catching up on what's going on and the uh, you know sort of bits and pieces of work that they're doing um comparing notes as it were so i had a, obviously had aaron the other week i had promise of fred coming over at some point soon just met up with sue and her friend who were having lunch they're doing some kind of acting stuff and writing stuff she'll probably want a headshot done post august so coming over i did have an inquiry the other day guy said oh i only want one and i want it to be a cheap one really because everywhere is too expensive so i just told him my pricing you know this is the price if you want a headshot done with me uh this is what it costs so uh he didn't come back to me yet uh he may do um but 
you know, I, I, I charge what I charge because people are going to get what they're going to get. Um, why would the photographer be the guy that's got to take the hit post COVID? What, you know, <laughs> we, we're all pretty much in the same boat unless you're an Amazon or a supermarket or someone uh, who's done well out of COVID. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, if it's a blinking competition, then it's already over. Um, so that's my price as as it is on my website. And uh, I may at some point in the future do a little promotion or whatever, but <clears throat> there's nothing at the moment. So nothing planned, nothing on the horizon. So, you know, you're going to get that. So maybe it's a, it's a fit or it isn't a fit in this case between client and photographer. And uh, that's, that's life. Uh, so anyway, maybe you'll come back. Maybe someone else will. I mean, I've actually had some reasonably good regular activity on the website from some local places. And often people go on there and they dart around loads of different pages. You can see it all on the um, the analytics. You don't know the person, but you kind of get get the least the geographical area. So um, yeah, so we'll we'll see see what happens there. Um, other things. So yeah, my my golf problem. I mean, the round wasn't as bad on Saturday. I'll be honest. Um, I had a bit of a wobble midway, but it kind of got a bit better. I think I got a birdie today. Did I get a birdie? I'm just trying to think now, going through the round that I had. Yes, I did. Um, inauspicious tee shot. Not a great second shot onto the green, but hold about a 10-foot putt. So um, so there's that. Hang on, I've just got... My, my screen on my phone has just gone into, uh, you know, screensaver mode. Um, so yeah, so a couple of other things. So uh, that was the golf, but unfortunately my back problem flared up again during the golf. So, and it's been really quite painful the last couple of days. I can feel a twinge now. And, and there's not really a great pattern as to when it's really painful and when it's eased. I mean, it was quite quite good last night. So that, that's helpful. We've got a very good mattress and all that sort of thing. So, um, so I'm going to rest it at least this week, possibly two weeks. I'm um, not going to play any golf, but I will do... I will keep it moving because this is what you have to do with such a thing. Um, I, I don't like to take painkillers pain kill, pain or, uh, and I, I have to sometimes and I take, you know, put some Voltrol on, that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's annoying, very annoying. Um, but actually it might give my brain a chance to understand my golf a bit more if I, I might even miss it after maybe two or three weeks. So uh, yeah, that's just one of those things and we'll have to live with it um but we both decided we'd take some time off on sunday and go and get some lunch so we went out for lunch that was really nice italian restaurant um most enjoyable we've been there before funny enough they sat us in the table that was probably the one that we last went to pre-covid uh probably latter part of 2019 um but yeah really nice meal it was quite busy quite steady in the restaurant and um made a pleasant change and because uh, we can we will now uh, and the final thing I was going to talk about as I rattle through actually this has gone way quicker than I thought it might when I was putting all my notes down I thought oh god I could be nattering for ages but I've ended up going blah, 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 blah. Uh, yes finally car order actually this might take a while brace yourselves um, I have a lease car so I had a three year lease that expired in May and prior to that I into the market to see what pricing my existing provider could do, which was too high. Uh, so I went to an external place um, 
and found a vehicle, placed an order around about March, April time, something of that order. And they did say it's fairly early on that it's going to likely to be hit by COVID. But I knew that I could extend my current lease for a period of months. Um, it's limited. I found out that it's limited until 15th of November. So come what may, I have to hand my current car back on the 15th of November, unless I take out a new lease with them for another vehicle and we're just waiting for however long it takes for that to be supplied. Now, if that's the case, then I can keep the current vehicle. So that's a, you might think, what a great scenario. Well, it is, except again, pricing was just far from competitive when I got some quotes earlier in the year, which is why I moved to a different company. So I've gone back to them, not quite cap in hand, but I've gone back to them to say, look, could you just do me some prices for this vehicle? Um, I've also gone to a dealer straight, uh, same dealer, same car, to ask for some prices. Both of them have had them for over a day now, and I've not, not actually had a quote yet. And then I've got to go back to the uh, Jaguar Land Rover dealer and say to her what I want to do. So they actually cancelled my order on Monday, and they said, well, if you move quickly, you can at least be early in the queue. The estimate is six to nine months for delivery of a new vehicle. And I guess that might move. And much of this is down to semiconductor shortage in the world. Um, so that was a bit of a pain that I might have to wait that long. But then in one of her emails, she said, but don't worry, I may even be able to source a, a, a Volvo or an Audi, uh, depending on blah, blah, blah. She came back quite quickly and said, oh, cancel Volvo, Volvo. They're nine to 12 month wait now. Okay. Um so as you look, I've got BMW X3 now, and I looked at BMW X3 Hybrid because I want to go down that route. And um, they, it's interesting what they've done with with the with the semiconductors that they have. They seem to be using them for the main core functioning of the car, but they've either taken out certain options or shaded elements of certain options and extras. Um, one which I thought was a bit weird. So we've we've had uh, an extra option of electric lumbar support controls you know, for your lower back. Um, that's only available in the driver's seat, apparently. Uh, not available as a passenger seat option because that's semiconductor related. All a bit strange. Um, so, uh, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. So, if my current lease company come back, the price is good. I'm probably going to just place the order there and then, get the ball rolling, knowing that it'll be a smooth handover because I can keep the vehicle that's with them now. If the price is ridiculous, then I'll look at what the BMW dealer will be direct for the same vehicle spec, so the BMW hybrid, and place the order. Now, I did get them to give me an indicative delivery, and that was end of November, early December, which is kind of manageable. Might mean I'd be out without, without a car for uh, two, three, four weeks, but and that's possibly going to go out but anyway that that you know that's if the price is right for the lease it might be something I can manage okay so we'll consider that um if neither of the BMW options are valid then at least Jaguar Land Rover where my cancelled order was with I hope you're keeping up they have honoured they will honour to keep the price the 2021 price for a 2022 delivery and I was ordering a fairly base model. I didn't want loads of extras. And I really wasn't fussed about some of the sort of cosmetic additions to the trim. But they said what they're doing is refining their range just to get orders processed. And one of the, one of the upshots of that is that I would get a higher spec for the same price. So it's quite palatable. 
Um, but the scenario would be place the order with this six to nine month frame time frame, which would end up being a year from placing the original order, if I get it on the worst case. Um, hand my car back to the current lease provider on the 15th of November, then have to do something between 15th of November and whenever I get the new vehicle. Now, I understand you can get like a six month lease, but I've not looked into pricing. I did actually wonder about getting a second hand vehicle, possibly a second hand electric, because it would only be used for local stuff. We wouldn't use it for going on long runs. And buy it in November, sell it in the new year whenever the new vehicle arrives. And obviously the difference is my kind of rental, if you want to see it like that. Uh, who knows? At the moment, my head's all over the place. I really don't know. So if you've got any suggestions, please let me know. Um, I guess, you know, I mean, with all of these hybrids, you don't get a massive electric electric range, realistically, but there should still be enough electricity or electric charge for me to do most of the trips that we do very regularly, you know, local to golf or family, you know, local friends and stuff. So... That, that means that hybrid is still hybrid is still the right thing for me. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The whole thing's pain in the proverbial. Um, I'm, I'm pondering it now, even as I chat on this podcast, but uh, I'll keep pondering it and doing some reviews. So at least, I mean, I wouldn't have to go and make a purchase now or even line up a lease. But um and that's, I guess that's a good thing. If I do make a commitment to what I'm going to buy or what I'm going to purchase or place an order on in terms of a new vehicle, I have got some time then to work out the best option for me. You know, I'm not going to sign up a six-month lease now that doesn't start till November. Uh, and I can look at the market and maybe even, you know, Sue and I can spend some time just going out and looking at some of, the, some of these used cars and just saying, well, could we live with this? And it may even prove to be a car that we keep as a second car, um, Sue would be happy, I think, to drive uh, one locally. So, and it might help with her getting back into some some other jobs that require that. So, on the acting side. Anyhow, uh, so I'm going to close this show now. As I say, I've, oh, well, I've made up a bit of time because I shared with you my wonderful car story. Uh, but uh, that is the end now of episode 74. I'm going to kind of feed the cats, feed myself, uh, call my mum. Um, and then settle into my chair, ready for the build-up to the football. I don't always like the build-up. It almost makes me nervous, but I might make an exception here because it's such a huge game. And um, all being well, and England carry on in the vein of form they're in with the right... And, and the nice thing is, this isn't just happening. You know, they're making this happen. They're in control. This isn't just hoping we get through. I think there's a confidence without being overconfident that we will. So, fingers crossed. And... Um, by the time of the next show, next Wednesday, the semi-final will be complete and the final will be complete. Someone, well, it, it, Italy are in the final already because they beat Spain last night on penalties. So Italy, England or Denmark will be the Euro 2020 champions and have the trophy and would have won the major tournament. So Denmark won it before, 1992. I think Italy have won it before. It's our term our term it's our time um, there's a saying it's coming home from the football's coming home song but I don't really like it so let's just hope England win win two football matches with the champions and on that note I'm going to sign off now 
Take care of yourselves. Catch up next show. Bye.